Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the tree is, is this the, the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that, that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you here? You we always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got you. The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My, my, my favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys in the show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you're done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Hey there, Marcus Dash here from Chief Concerns. Just want to comment and say BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for football, baseball, boxing, golf, and much more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary Chiefs tight end, Jason Dunn. JD, how are you doing, brother? What's going on, man? How you been? How you doing, Marcus? Doing all right? I can't complain, man. How are you feeling? I know you. I know you're battling. You're, you're battling a little bit with a, with a little bit of a cold or a little, little, little flu action. I, I hope you're. I hope you're doing better. I am among the men. Uh, I am uh, battling the flu. Uh, it's confirmed. So I'm getting me a little tea. Ah, okay. Uh, and so, uh, but I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine actually. So, uh, doesn't have a fever. Doesn't really have a cold or anything like that. So, hopefully, it's just one of those mild cases comes through real quick. Uh, I'm I'm somewhat of a a fast healer anyway. So, uh, you know, I got that it, it Wolverine blood in me, I think. Yes, nope. sir. Yes, you do. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. What about yourself, man? How's it going? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, she got back from the gym. Uh, I'm just really excited to get into uh, today's episode. Uh, I, I do want to give a shout out to our viewers. Um, so uh, Sunday or Monday's game, uh, that was the most viewed episode in Chief Concerns history. This is going back for the beginning of our time. Most view episode, I think we have around like five to six thousand views on that episode alone. You know, our episodes can be lengthy. Forty, I think it was about forty-five minutes long. Um, about five thousand views on that episode. Uh, we've had an influx of new subscribers over the last few days. So, uh, really excited to. Uh, if you're a first-time viewer of, a, of our live stream, hey, well, welcome, welcome to uh, Chief Concerns, baby. We're gonna be serving you up some good, uh, good takes here. Um, but yeah, I just want to give a shout out to everybody, and obviously, of course, our our. Uh, Viewers who are here with us all the time, giving you guys a shout out as well. I uh, see Kathy yeah. in here and a bunch of other people, uh, our mm-hmm. usual suspects. But uh, yeah, I just want to give a shout out to everybody uh, for making this week a historic week in the Chief Concerns uh, channel world. Shoot, man, we appreciate the love. We appreciate the love, and, and look, we love you back. Believe me, I mean, we, we're we're doing all of this, man, because you all we like talking ball, but we love seeing the fans talking to them about ball. Uh, and and I think right now. Uh, this is a kind of a, a, a pivotal time because there are people on different sides of the fence, right? And I think it was one of the things I wanted to talk about and kind of address a little bit tonight, Marcus, uh, is like, where, where is, what is everybody feeling? Where is everybody at in this whole uh, uh, 
mix of, you know, are we a playoff team, not a playoff team? We don't think we're going to make it. I heard some people say they're already moving on to the next season, um, <laughs> which is crazy to me. But, hey, look, everybody has, you know, their own opinion about what they want to do, how they want to do it. Uh, myself, um, me being a football player and guys that I play with, I know there's no quit attitude. It's not. The seed is not over. Uh, there's no reason to talk like it is. Uh, I, I don't see anybody as far as in the NFL that, to me, seems unbeatable. There's no one. There's no one at all. Nope. And so I think we're still in this hunt just like anybody else. That's the, that's the reality of it. That's the reality. And so if if you don't believe it, then you are sadly mistaken. You are sadly mistaken. And so uh, if, if you don't understand that and you need to pull your pom-poms up and come back and start, you know, uh, supporting the Chiefs uh, like you were, you know, week one to week 10 or whatever it may be, okay, uh, because these guys are still in this thing. They are. Now, obviously, the things had not been looking as crisp as we want them to uh, offensively. Uh, it was a terrible showing this past week, and we know that. We talked about that. We're going to talk about that a little bit more. Uh, probably today, uh, but some of the woes that have been just that we've been dealing with uh, offensively, and you know, there's been a number of things. Uh, just kind of talking about it glaringly, whether it be where we're just not moving the ball with consistency, uh, not necessarily in a rhythm, uh, whether it be sometimes our offensive line play is not up to par. We can always we've been on the wide receivers all all year, as far as them knowing what to do, get into the spacing. Uh, it's been turnovers and penalties. Uh, that's what the that's what this year has been offensively, and it even and, and it has even affected PM fifteen when PM fifteen is not playing up to par what he usually plays, and so uh, it's it's kind of glaring. We see that uh, we see that, but hey, look, have no fear. We talked about it. The man wears a cape uh, for a reason. He's 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 one of the best, if not the best, quarterback in the league. I think he's the best quarterback in the league. I think a lot of people agree with me. Even the people that don't agree with me, they still believe he's the best quarterback in the league. Okay, yeah. they're just not gonna say it, right? They ain't gonna mm -hmm. say that. They, uh, they get more clicks being the opposite of it. Of course, yeah. I mean, that's you know, controversy sales, right? That's how it works. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't count those guys out, and I, I never will. When you have two of the best uh, players to ever play a game in NFL, and without a doubt, right now, uh, you, there's no reason you should count them out ever, ever. Uh, just got to get the guys around them start playing at a high level. That's what it takes. And sometimes it's got to have to go through them to get those guys going. I know that we kind of tried to compare last year about, you know, who we had on the squad, who we had in the coaching, uh, um, you, you know, on the sideline, helping guys out, different positions. Uh, but right now we have what we have. We do. We have it as far as coaching-wise. We have it as far as wide receiver-wise. We have it right now as far as running back, O-line. This is the team that, we, that we've that we got, okay? Now, obviously, guys are going to start getting better. Guys are going to start coming back. I see Joseph Brandon Williams over talking about McCole Hardman. I definitely believe McCole will come back. Uh, he'll, he'll be able to help us out uh, uh, without a doubt. So I hope that it comes to fruition. Uh, but to be honest with you, uh, I think these guys right here understand it's up to them. They understand it's up to them. So they don't want to put it on anybody else. They don't want to use excuses. They're talking about trying to right the ship right now with what they have in the room. Okay. And th th that's just the way it is. 
That's just the way it is. Go for KC forever. Said I'm upset with the coaching staff. I think we get if we get our heads out of what your ring ends. We shouldn't have lost any of the games. They need to show me something. Missouri model. I think they can do it. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, the coaching staff. I was going to say, what do you think about this question here? I mean, we're going to get into Mahomes and the, the check down stuff. There's a, there's a couple things that have come out today that we're going to talk about. Flapjack City's comment here. Appreciate you, Flapjack City, for the uh, for the support of the channel. Uh, but sure. he, he talks about Mahomes gun shy. Mahomes gets the credit for the wins. The losses should be as equal. Uh, after all, he's making 20% of the team's salary. Mahomes should get 20, 57% of the blame. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about that one? <laughs> He's, he's, he's working the math, huh? That <laughs> yeah. Is, I see. Way, way above that's, my head. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> uh, but, hey, the thing is, uh, the blame goes around. Some of it is in, in, in Patrick's hands. Some of it is part of the reason uh, we haven't been doing so well is Patrick has some of the blame, and he will tell you that. Uh, I don't think that's something that is, is, is conjecture. I don't think it's something that is – it's something that, is, that should be debatable, uh, especially when he's telling you that he's part of the problem. He could get better, uh, maybe with his footwork, setting his feet. I know somebody was talking about, oh, Patrick doesn't even look like he has anything on the football. I'm like, man, he's, he wasn't even setting his feet. He's throwing off one foot. But, you know, it's almost everything else they want, they want it to be. Now he's losing strength in his, his throwing arm. Come on, man. Now he don't have, he don't have any many oomph behind it, no power behind the pass. It looked like he just floated out there. It looked like he's he's losing a little bit of, uh, you know, velocity. Crazy, unheard of. Yeah, well, I, I heard that uh, this week. It was uh, someone was like, I think it was actually today. Someone was like, that's the elephant in the room. No one wants to address Mahomes' arm. Just doesn't look the same. Uh, I've seen someone some some people say he's got a little middle of a noodle arm or something like that, but. Um, yeah, I mean, if you want, I mean, there's certain games. I mean, he's he's chucked it. I mean, we haven't connected on the deep ball as much as we usually have, but like you still see, there's power behind that arm. So like, there he still has a cannon. So people questioning this, acting like he's like a 35 year old quarterback who's losing a step. He's 28. I know it feels like he's been around a really long time because he gets the he plays till uh, March every year, but yeah. uh, this guy's only 28. So uh, I think people need to take it, take it, uh, settle down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it, it it feels like alone he's been playing for a long time, as many games as he's won and kicked that many butts and set so many records. I can I can agree. Yeah. I can agree with that. <laughs> um but, but right there, go God, I see for go KC said we definitely miss E B. Uh so it's one of the things I wanted to address too. Okay. Um shout out to uh people that have been talking about E B. Uh, about his presence is being needed. They even was talking about, can we get EB back uh, to coach during the playoffs? Uh, and we were talking about this, Marcus. We were talking about it on online. We were talking about it on Twitter, right? It's a, it's a topic tonight for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so here, here's the thing. Uh, and, and I do believe it is a rule. It, it, it's, it's a rule in the NFL that if a coach is, is signed with a team contractually for the year, uh, he he has to play with that team for the entire year unless he gets fired Relief. during the season. Right, get released from that, that contract, okay? I don't see any reason why Washington would do it. I don't see why they would do it at the end. Of, you know, like, 
I mean, EB doesn't. I, I, he hasn't done anything to 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 see him being fired. Um, but it, so that that's that's where it comes in. So uh, the, the, obviously, we're talking about the PFT article that, that came out uh, yesterday, where uh, yeah. Mike Flurry kind of mentioned that. In the article, I actually have it here, so I'll, I'll uh, pull it up here so we can all look at it together. Um, okay, so sorry, let me let me go to this. Okay, uh, so yeah, so the obviously article the Chiefs uh, miss Eric Bieniemy if Washington cleans house after Week 18 could Bieniemy be back in KC for the playoffs. And then the one part in the article where he kind of mentions this, he says first the Commanders would have to uh, fire EB. If and when they move on from Coach Brown Rivera, the Commanders could choose to hold other members of the staff in place until the next coach decides whether to keep him. If that doesn't happen, and if the enemy is relieved of his duties, he'd be free and clear to join any other team for the playoff run. So I guess the, the question here is, uh, J.D., week 18, week 18 ends, and I, there's some rumblings. I live in the D.C. area of people saying he could be Rivera could be fired as early as this weekend after they get shellacked by the Niners. It could be just one of those things. They get shellacked. It's, a, it just, it's an embarrassing loss at home. He could mm-hmm. be fired. And then you wait, whoever's the interim head coach, whether it's EB or, you know, whoever acting DC is, they step in as the head coach for the last week of the season. Last week of the season ends. Do they really, I mean, because I mean, when the season's over, is he still, because he's going to be interviewing for other jobs. I mean, where where does his contract lie at that point as far as being a, uh, once that the head coach is gone, season ends, then interviews begin as far as the the next coaching staff. So I, I, I guess, is he technically a free agent once the season's end, a season's over? See, and and I believe that this is kind of like the um um on the cusp of things, right? I, I don't know as far as the wording how it goes fully. I had to check into us even more. But to me, if if you make it all 18 games, right? I think that's saying, okay, you finished 18 games, that includes postseason play. All right. So even if you get fired after the season, you finished the contract for the entire year, right? You you fulfilled your contract for the entire year. That eighteenth that eighteenth game or the eighteenth week is saying you have this you have I guess um, committed for the entire year to that team. You, you follow what I'm saying? Right. Because if, if if that's not the case, then every every guy that gets fired, and I say maybe during the season, if it's if it's happened during the season, I think you become kind of a free agent. That I, I, that's what I'm thinking. I'm believing, right? Because if not, what's stopping other teams? This is saying I, I made this point last night. What's stopping from other teams saying, "Look, let's say a coach came from a great team. We know they're not making the playoffs, but we can utilize what he has at the end of the, you know uh, for the playoffs. Let's not. Why don't we just get him and just employ him for or have him being a consultant for these next four weeks, right?" Uh, it, it's almost like they would be mercenaries. It's almost like you're getting double pay, in a sense. Coaches could kind of take care of their guys the way they want to. So I think the the whole year contractually uh, would have to that that would be applied, if if I'm not mistaken. So I'm not sure about that, but I think that's the way it it, it works. Um, because because then, like I said, what, what stops somebody from from bringing somebody in each time? And I think it goes into like the tampering part of it, okay? Because that's that's part of like what you do. You don't want to talk to somebody before the hand. Right. He gets fired. Is that necessarily tampering? Um, so I'm not I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure. Uh, but but that is something I have, we had to delve into a little bit more. Got my boy in here, Shane Barkham. Shane, what's up, brother? 
what I've done last time I watched this, y'all talked about the rivalry with the Raiders. Just damn, I hate to see them lose to the Raiders. I, what do you need to do right now? What is the focus? It's a great question. Great question, my brother. Great question. Uh, you know how it is, Shane. This, this guy played with it in EKU, uh, college teammate. There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good friend, man. Uh, good brother. Uh, well, Shane, I think one of the things that you have to do, no doubt about it, is you got to bring everybody back in the building. You got to bring them back in the room. And you almost have to have that that shut door meeting where it's just only players. Okay. This is this is the whole, you know, come to Jesus moment. And I'm saying this because me and my brother right here are brothers in Christ, but this is this is like the whole proverbial come to Jesus moment where you're actually talking to one another about things you want to do, what you want to accomplish. And you're trying to find out who is all committed into uh some of these things. So Sometimes it's hard conversations. That's part of the focus. That's the focus, though. Um, and then it's just holding each other accountable, right? Are you dedicated? Are we doing everything we need to do to move this forward? All right. Have you given up? Do you feel like there's no hope? And sometimes those things don't really happen in a room. With the team that's been in Super Bowl, two Super Bowls, and you don't really have that that question of dedication. You you just don't. And I, I've said this before, it's just not in their DNA to quit. It's football players, you just you just don't do it. And you're talking about a solid team. We ain't talking about a, you know, a, a six and eleven. We, you know, we're not talking about a team like that, a six and ten team. We're not, we're not there. You know, we're talking about a legit Super Bowl contender. Let me say that one more time, okay? Because I don't think people realize that, and we we want to get down on our Chiefs, a legit Super Bowl contender. Because when I look at the rankings, markets, I looked at the rankings, right? And I'm seeing the teams they got. We got Ravens, San Fran. Both those teams are beatable. We've seen them. Very good teams, okay? But they are beatable. Uh, they got losses. Last I checked, right? I mean, nobody is, is perfect. They got losses. Yeah. They start going in. They, they got the Lions. They got Philly. You know, they got – I forgot. They had a list of them. But I'm sitting there looking at oh, – my they had Miami. So I'm looking like we beat them in a game with Philly. Then we was in a game with them, had them beat. This game, we didn't have this guy. We didn't have Pacheco. This game, we didn't have Chris Jones. We didn't have Travis Kelsey. So I'm going through all these the losses that we have. And I'm sitting there saying every game that we played, we was in the game, but we had beat these guys already. I So this this whole, like, give up on the season and what guys, you know, are not doing or, or you know, we should just move on, it's, I think it's crazy to me. I do. I think it's crazy. Uh, but Shane, just going back to the whole focus thing, man, I think that's what you have to do, man. You just got to have a good moment where everybody's coming in and everybody understands what it is and what they need to do to win. So uh, it, it, take, it takes a hard conversation. It takes a hard conversation. Uh, but yeah. But kind of go, let's go back to the, the EB thing a little bit more, uh, Marcus. I know he's talking about that somewhat. Uh, here's the thing. Here's another, here's, here's another issue I have. I said it would, I don't think it'd be prudent to do this. Even though we know EB, okay? We're very familiar with him. Really good friends with EB. He's family. Uh, would that upset some of the things that's been going on in the building? I don't know. Uh, especially you've been at a, a, another team all season 
doing it your way, the way you want to do things, and now you come back, it's going to be a little tough to kind of sit there and, and you know, in a position, possibly, uh, maybe we had to take a back seat or, or you coming in, maybe calling plays. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that dynamic will work. You know, uh, will somebody else feel some type of way about it? I'm, I'm sure somebody feels some type of way. <laughs> you're not getting the jobs done. That might be somebody crossing their arms like, I, you know, I'm, I'm not with this. Okay. Well, you ain't with it. You should have got your job done. That's the way it works. I mean, Mahomes has made comments at the press conferences like over the last few weeks about how EB held everybody accountable, you know, made everyone make sure everyone did their jobs and stuff. So, like, I mean, yeah, Mahomes isn't taking subtle disses and subtle jabs at Nagy, but, like, he's stating the facts of what EB did for the team and did for the skill players and the, and the offenses in general. So, like, I mean, I, I will say this, though, and, and that's if – and that's if EB – so. Obviously, going back to that, if EB is yeah. relieved of duty, so that after you know when when a coach when a coach head coach is fired and the staff kind of like I think it's up to the, the team can say they can relieve everybody of duties and then and then EB can go back to be a consultant or whatever he wants to do if if the, if, if the commanders should relieve him of duties when the season's over. So that that's that's one part of it. But if he comes back, I don't know if he'll I don't think he'll that he'll he'll be the play caller right away. Although I will say. That whole Patriots Eagles thing is kind of weird. Patricia with her DC, and all of a sudden midweek he just becomes the Eagles DC. That yeah. that that tells you that there's I mean the stuff like that can happen. I guess during during the year, you know, it's it, it, it's weird, but it, I guess it can happen. Um, but like, but it, that's we we're talking about that's in the house though. That's that's people that that are there on you know this this on staff, right? That's what you're talking about, correct? Well, as, well, as far as Patricia going from New England to Philadelphia. No, I'm talking about in season, like you, like you said, Patricia just became the DC in in Philly. Yeah, he left the New England DC job to go be the Philly DC in the middle of the season. I, I think that's where it shows. Like, I think that's like, for example, we're talking about things that situations that are more complicated. I think that's a more complicated situation than when the re- commander season's over. There's only what that the, the, the seven teams in both conferences that make the playoffs. So like. Season's over. I'm going to be a consultant for a team I already know pre-existing relationship with. Right, right. Well, I think the one thing, if that were to happen, right? If that, you know, if that's you know signed on and the commanders say, you know, out of goodwill, like, hey, we're gonna interview you to be our head coach when the season's over. But yeah, mm-hmm. for right now, we'll relieve you of your duty so you can go do that, maybe compete for a championship. And I don't know. I think Josh Harris may want to have some kind of goodwill with, with the with the EB if that if they uh, do inter- plan on interviewing him because I do think he'll get some looks this offseason, especially with the first oh. half of the season, the way the commander's offense looked. Second half, they just kind of depleted, you know, the offense. Offensive line was pretty rough. Defense was rough. But my question is to, to you, as far as obviously we know what he brings to Kansas City. Yeah. And I think as far as like, you know, he's had he's had for whatever reason, he's had trouble getting a head coaching job. Let's say he comes and he's our consultant, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden. If it's not EB, if, if, who knows, whoever it is, right? All of a sudden, the offense looks good again. And, like, if, even if it's not EB, but all of a sudden, he joins the staff and, like, Chiefs look like the old Chiefs again for the, at least one game. You know, if we do make this Super Bowl, we do. If we don't, we win one or two games, the offense looks good again. I think that reflects heavily on him. Whether it is him having to do with it at all, he comes in for a couple games. I think he could benefit from this the most of anyone, to be quite honest with you. Look, I'm, okay. Sure, sure, but that to me that that wouldn't even be the point. The point is, EB without a doubt has done everything he possibly needed to do to become a head coach here in the NFL. Yeah, he he doesn't need to do anything else. He doesn't have to put anything else on his resume to be considered for a head coaching job. Yeah, and and I hate even you know 
having to talk about, well, he needs to do more, he needs to do this, or to look good on him, another reflection. What what more the man has to do? Like, honestly, seriously, for him to get a head coaching job. I mean, I, I think this is just kind of atrocious that you don't have a guy like this who hadn't become a head coaching job. When you look at the guys that are head coaches in the NFL, <clears throat> completely ridiculous. It's crazy to me that EB has not got a head coaching job. So, yeah, I've said this, and and, and, and really I'm in, I'm in the whole camp of I think it's a lateral move. I don't want EB coming back here unless it's in the capacity of a head coach or he's a contender as a head coach coming against the Chiefs. That's the only other way I want to see EB back at Arrowhead or EGH Stadium or in the building. That's it. Other than that, EB, hey, man, hey, this is your time. It, it, he has every right to do what he needs to do. Matter of fact, I would say for EB's sake, he needs to go ahead and start doing his own path. I think it's the reason he took the job over to Washington. Okay. So I, I would say don't come back. This is this is this is the this is they mess. <laughs> Put it that way. Okay. Whatever the offense is, that nag they they dedicated to it. That let them deal with that. They made the mess. You ain't here to come clean it up. You're not supposed to be the savior or what you're not here to do that. I I, I wouldn't want him back to do that. So okay. you're saying if he's relieved of duties when the season's over, you say still don't even come back to be a consultant for the team nope. or whatever? I, that's my opinion. No, not at all. The, these guys made it. They let, let them line it. Let them line it, okay? I know guys would love to have you be back. It sounds great to have you be back on something like that. Uh, it'd be tough for the guys, like I said, who's in the building who 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 put this, this thing together. That's fine, whatever. EB has he's did his time here. He's got two Super Bowl rings because of that. Been to three, okay, because of the things he's done. He don't need to, he don't need to do anymore. He, he needs to get another one on his own dime, the way he's doing it on his own road. Okay. That's what I would say. If if he came to me and asked me my opinion, that's that's what I would give it. I'd be like, yeah, it sounds good. Why not? And then I'd be like, you know what? Hey man, go on uh, uh do your own path. How about that? He started it that way. Keep it going the way, the same way. So that's how that's how I feel about it. I just I don't like the lateral move at this moment. I get you want to help people out and stuff like that, man. But he's got he's got to he got to trench his own way, man. He's got to do it. Yeah, and like I said, I I do think he deserves a head. We've talked about this before on the show at, at nauseum. I I do think he deserves a head coaching job. It should have been the fact that Nagy was only an OC for like well, one or two seasons before he got the head coaching job in Chicago. This My this man. guy, he got two Super Bowls, being the same position that Nagy had. But I mean, I, I I will say, I I do think if he was relieved of duties to come back and be a consultant, and if any kind of success we had in the in the offs in in, in this playoffs, it would be. It would finally, I think it would finally, and ridiculous as it is, he finally get credit for what the offense looked like. Because we've seen this year what the offense looks like without him. He comes back and all of a sudden everything like it's naturally appears again and we're, 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 we're rocking again and he's on our staff. I mean, I, I think it'd be, it'd be, it'd be great that he finally gets credit that he, never, that he never really got, I'm talking about the masses. We gave him credit because we know what's going on. But as far as like the masses, I mean, what we're seeing right now, I mean, this is a good example of it, JD. This week, Oh, the offense looks awful. It's Matt Nagy's fault. Matt Nagy's fault. And the last few years, when it was EB was here, when the offense was bad, who was getting the who was getting the blame? EB. Andy needs to call the plays. Remember that that, that the whole yeah. thing. When it looked good, it was Andy's calling the plays. Yeah. When it looked bad, EB. Oh, I could tell the difference. EB's calling the plays, and 
Now Andy's calling the play. You can tell the difference. Yeah. So, no, uh, there's no need for him to come to, to deal with this. He, he had his own uh, hands in what he needed to do at Washington. Yep. Uh, so, so no. Uh, HT Chief fan said Eagles brought in Fangio to play us in the Super Bowl last year. He was a consultant on the team, though. So he was consulting all year, and they just brought him on. Same thing as a consultant at the end of the year during the during that time. They kept him under wraps, but he was he was with the same team. So that's the thing about. It. I don't even know if this can be done, Marcus. You know, we, we could talk about different scenarios, but I don't know how you can get past the rules. I, that that I don't know. Like I said, we got to get into a more but depth to ask a question. You know who would be good to ask it? Man, I mean, call Al, call Al, or maybe uh uh, uh you know one of the guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, what well, 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 PFT said, I mean, the only way we have to happen is he had to be relieved of his duties. Had to be relieved, and that essentially, like, man, you're 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 gone. We got rid of Rivera. We're gonna go and clean slate. We'll, we'll bring you in as an interview, but you're no longer a part of the staff as is. So I guess that would have that would have to be the the, the thing of you know you see it all the time when they, when they when they fire the head coach. Usually the rest of the staff goes and they can go wherever they want to go. When the season's over, but I guess they have to they have to fire him and relieve the all of the whole staff of the duty. So it all is contingent on what the commanders would do at that point. Yeah. So that's why I said I, I don't know if the language says all 18 games. Is that considered for even postseason play or how, how that works? Or your your season specifically because because teams can interview and do all they want to because I mean you see it during yeah, I mean actually you think about it. During playoffs, you see all time. Like remember, d- during our playoff runs last year, people were, were trying to make a big deal about EB interviewing for other jobs during the playoffs. Like, oh man, he's not focused. He's not locked in. He's interviewing elsewhere. So I, mean, I guess teams, if they're, if they're interviewing at that point, it's not tampering anymore because they're interviewing while the season, while our season, the playoffs are going on. So I, yeah. I think at that point, I think. But that that was only for a head coaching job. I don't think you have any other. I, I don't think you could do that as assistant coach. Hmm. I don't know. I, that, see those are rules I don't, I don't know too much about I, I, didn't, I didn't get into it the Patricia thing throws a whole wrench in everything I thought about this whole uh, coaching move because that was that was the one of the weirdest things I've ever seen <laughs> but but I still I stick with what I said man I, I don't want to see him back you know let these jokers man they, they, you know look they, they 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 made this mess okay they put this thing together uh let them get let them get them done let them fix it let them fix it they can call EB anytime and get on the phone if they to get some some information from you. Yeah. But yeah, uh, somebody said who who's going to straighten that? John Clifford said that. JD, somebody need to straighten that. Okay, somebody does. Let that look. Let the players police themselves. This look. This is how we used to do back in the day. Okay. The locker room would police itself. Period. Bottom line. What had to take a coach to do it? The the reason he be's good for that. Because EB played in an era that the the, the 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 teammates policed themselves. The locker room policed itself. That's the way that works. So EB, when he, yeah, that's what he has. He has that, that's, that's his history, okay? He comes from that, that type of school. So if guys are messing up, guys are going to get it straightened out. Guys are going to get it handled. And so, shoot, back in the day, man, jokers might get snatched up. That's the way it was, okay? Uh, different era now. It's different, different type of deal. Different type of deal. So, hopefully, we got some guys getting somebody's tail. Usually, it might take an offensive lineman to do it, or D lineman. True. If you want the, the 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 bad guy, let it be Chris Jones. Let it be somebody like that. How about uh, uh, Pinnell with his big old arms? Let him come through, <laughs> swinging on some folks. Uh, 
So that's 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 where I look at it. Let them police the locker room, okay? Because at this point, they like, look, coach is going to give us any play that we're supposed to run. We got to make it work. I don't care if it looks like like boo-boo or not, okay, or the greatest play. We got to try to make that thing work, right? Yeah. So it's their job to execute what the, the coaches are, are calling. Uh, but it, it's going to take the guys to do it, man, pure and simple. It's going to take the guys to do it in the locker room. That's it. Not us out here in, in, in Twitter world or, or YouTube, this TV land, all this crying that we're doing, praises and all that. None of that's going to get them jokers better or ain't going to get them worse. It's going to take everybody in there, in that room and at 53, it's going to get it done. Pure and simple. That's it. Taylor Swift ain't the reason for it. <clears throat> she ain't the reason. Okay. Just like Britney wasn't the reason for any of those things. They tried to put it on her. He won two Super Bowls with her on his arm. Nope. Look, the guys in there is going to be able to do it. Period. So, yeah. Right, Harold. They need to hire Dunn on the block. Wide receiver coach. Hey, you know what? Yeah. It'd be great. We hired you weeks ago. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you'd accept it, but I mean, hey. Give I, me two. Look, give me two weeks. Give me two weeks. Ooh, JD consultant. A little consultant action. Can come for two weeks. That's oh, man. It. Let me get in there for two weeks, man. Get him. Let me get him for two weeks. <laughs> Dude, I love I love to come in and 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 have a conversation with these guys to see what they're doing. Just get some understanding about some things, man. But I, you know, I hey I'm 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 one of those, I want to understand you. Okay. I want to understand where you're coming from. All right. And how can I get the best out of you is what I want to be able to do mm-hmm. as a coach. That's what I'm able to do, but it's gonna be real talk. It's gonna be straight talk, man. It ain't ain't no, ain't no. Hey, well, coach, I need now. Listen, this is what the real deal is. Okay, you want to be professional? This is what it takes. You want to be great? This is what it takes. Okay, so that's just that's just how it should be approached. Anyway, should always approach it that way. So, yeah. As far as the EB thing, last thing I'll say on it, like I selfishly, I'd love to have EB in the room. A great coach. He brings a lot of a, a lot of things to to the room. Not only everyone just always talks about his discipline and holding people accountable. He's more than just that, you know. And that, that's kind of one thing that kind of pisses me off right. the whole week. He'll he'll hold people accountable. He'll get in their ass. Oh yeah, sure he will. But like that's not the only thing he brings. I mean, what right. one, one of the best running backs in the uh, college football history. Okay, so like that's this guy true. has oh, a lot of offense. Okay, the guy knows his offense. So like let's make sure we, we know that the guy's one of the best running back coaches. I mean, what he did in Minnesota. And what he did in, in Kansas City when uh, Charles went down, we're like, who, who the heck's this Charcadric West guy? Who's this Spencer Ware guy? Uh, well, that RB, RB's coach at the time, it was the RB's coach, uh, Coach Bianami. This guy uh, put all these guys up there and, and made them do, do their thing. So, like, he's more than just holding guys accountable. He's a good coach. So, obviously, selfishly, I'd love to have him back in the room, but you bring up some great points as far as the lateral moves, no need. Just get go get ready for these interviews you're about to have this offseason with Chicago and all these other, other teams are going to be knocking on his door, I think. No doubt. No doubt about it, man. Great guy, man. Uh, I know EB. Uh, good dude all the way. Uh, so, uh, good people, man. That's my that's my brother. You know, always we always get love when we see each other. Uh, I told you, man, we was up in Philly for, for together, uh, driving around, talking to him. EB, man, that's, that's my boy. That's my boy. Did, so. Can he put you yeah, – I remember one of the first conversations we had about EB, you said that he put you on one of the, that, uh, that artist, AJ Plus. Oh, yeah, I put him out to it. 
Oh, you put, put him, him on to it. A plus, yeah. Yeah, he came to me, JD, man, you put me on at A plus, man. We was bopping it one time we was in the car. I'm like, yeah. You re-, he was like, yeah, I remember. I remember that, man. We was going. That's so, yeah, he be good people. Good people. So we got a comment from HD Cheese Fan. You cannot call yourself a professional if losing one coach causes you to not be able to do your job. Accountability of oneself makes a professional. That's that's good. That's wise words right there, JD. What do you think about that? I, I agree. I agree. I agree to an extent because I believe that everybody needs a coach. Everybody needs an accountability partner sometimes. And even if you're a professional, you might possibly need it. And so you you start looking at some of these guys that that play at a high level. TB12, he, you know, Tom Brady. He had his guy, okay? He had his dude to work the TB12. So sometimes great players, they need somebody accountable, okay? Uh, these things, are, people just don't happen, these things about uh, just wake up great and just do it alone. There's sometimes in a motivator, somebody else can motivate you to get you to where you need to go. And sometimes we can hit, you know, a ceiling. But you see somebody else that can see it in you like, like, I, like I was saying before, hey, you you got 40 catches this year. You're an 80-catch guy. You're an 80-catch guy. That's the type of guy I would be. That's the type of coach I would be. I'm going to try to get it out of you. If I'm sitting there saying, like, look, man, don't, don't set them on the 60. Let's go get 80 or 90 this year. Why aren't we doing it? Why aren't we doing it? And don't, believe, don't think you're going to keep doing the same thing you was doing and catching 60 balls. You're going to be doing something different with me to catch the 90. That's the way it's going to work, okay? We're going to work in practice. After practice, you're going to get tired of me. But guess what? Dad, God, I'm going to get you right. I'm going to get you ready. I'm going to get you better. Okay? That's my job as a coach. That's what I'm going to do. Okay? Because the way I look at it, that's my calling card. I look at that. That's, that's my job on the line. So somebody better be talking. I'm telling you, because at the end of the season, there's going to be a whole lot of doors shutting on some folks. I'm telling you. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's hey, I tell you what, let let the Chiefs uh, have the one and done, and you watch some heads start rolling. Yeah, you'll watch some changes. You'll I'll watch. T- I'll tell you what, with the way Pat has been uh, not pouting, but you know, with the way Pat has been looking after certain drives, drops, just things not clicking. I'll tell you what, they're going to overcorrect, just like they did after that Buccaneers Super Bowl. They overcorrected on that offensive line. They made sure that offensive line never had problems ever again for at least for a few years. We got another ring out of it. There's going to be a major overcorrection going on in that wide receiver room. We talked about D-hop sweepstakes all, all offseason. Well, yeah. we might get D-hop and then some this offseason as far as receivers. And I think they're going to overcorrect the heck out of that problem. That's my, that's my opinion on it. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I think the D-hop thing has been gone and sailed for us. Well, um, not D-hop specifically, but a, a – that, 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 yeah. that echelon. That. Right. 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 Now, I, I get you. I get it. Uh, you know, we, we'll, have, we'll see. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see, but hopefully that's, we'll a, hopefully that's a long time from now, that conversation. Appreciate you, go for KC forever. Ten, ten bones, appreciate you. Yeah, get it started. Get this shit straight, Let's baby. Go. Let's go. Let's go. Appreciate um, the J- love there. J.D., uh, so one of the other topics I want to talk to tonight um, uh, about tonight was the uh, the EPA stat that I saw. And everyone's kind of talking about this being the rock bottom for our offense, what we saw Monday um, so I got a little red up here. So, uh, 
So offensive performance has been under scrutiny all season. I uh, came to a head Christmas. Obviously, everyone's been talking about it. I know a lot of people came to sleep after that game on Monday. I hope not, but I've seen some people who, who said they, they've been drinking ever since uh, Monday night. Uh, but according to the Ringers, Shale uh, Kapadia, uh, out of the 109 games Mahomes has played in the Chiefs' offensive EPA per drive versus the Raiders ranked 109th. So it was one of the worst games as far as EPA-wise. For those who don't know EPA, expected points added, commonly referred to as EPA, is a measure of how well a team performs relative to expectation. For example, if a team starts to drive on the 50-yard line, its expected points to start their drive would be about 2.5. Um, so that's the EPA aspect of things. You had Jeff Schwartz, former Chiefs offensive tackle, who talked about uh, doing a film review and he said the inconsistency from the OL play was that was a big issue. But then when the OL would look good, you have guys running wrong routes and you know yep. kind of not being uh, not being sharp in the route running. He also pointed out that Mahomes doesn't throw the ball to MVS, and there's times where MVS is open, he just doesn't throw it to him. And he said there's zero trust there, and it's glaring problem. He also said there's times where he's not even looking Justin Watson's way, specifically after the Jack Jones interception. He went away from looking at Justin Watson after that. Obviously, Watson had a touchdown, but he said there's multiple times where Watson he was wasn't even looking going for him when he was when he was open. Um, there's trust issues there. And then I have a I have a little slideshow here for us to uh, look at here. Um, so that's the 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 APA uh, tweet. Um, and had the Jeff Schwartz tweet about the MVS, and then our guy Dante who talked about the checkdown aspect that needs to be more like Tom Brady and kind of uh be more mundane with it. And now that is where I want to talk to you about JD. So you, you, you tweeted about this, what Dante said, you you were in agreement with him, but Dante got a little flack from some people online uh, about this uh, quote here. And people were talking about, what do you mean check down? Because if you look at his chart from this past game, I mean, all he did was check down the ball. So I want you to kind of get into that uh, a little bit as far as what, what do you think about what Dante said? And what do you think about the counter that a lot of people were saying to what Dante said? Uh, so let me let me address the first part, the EPA. Okay. Um, at 109 games, I always played in the Chiefs offensive EPA per drive versus Raiders right here on the hit it So, you know, these, these are one of the stats and these measurables all, you know, they, they come up. Uh you know, in the course of a game, I don't even know how to get this now. <laughs> Expected points uh, added. Yeah. All right. Well, here, here's the way I look at it. And I went over the film a few times and Schwartz was right. Uh, you go back to what he was saying. Like, it just seemed like there was, there was a combination of things that everything, you know, whatever bad happened, end up happening. Right. It just it's, that's what it was, and so and, and and it's been like this all year. It's been like this all year. If a guy's not having a penalty, you you you're turning down. You, you're you're third and long, or you're second and long, and you're trying to dig yourself out of a hole because of a holding penalty or whatever, or not lining up correctly, um, or. Uh, you, you're you're seeing things where guys are not getting open or they're not running the right route, and it looks like everybody's Patrick and those guys are not on the same page. Um, same thing I, I've seen where MVS has ran open, seen where Justin Watson has been open. I've seen where guys have been wide open, not just them two. Uh, even Travis Kelsey, 
are we going to say that Patrick's not looking at Travis Kelsey and he's running open? Because I've seen that too, where Patrick hadn't hit him and Travis is wide open. So do I believe that Patrick has lost a little bit of trust uh, in some of the guys? Somewhat. I, I would say somewhat, but not all the way. I think he understands because he threw a ball to MVS in the last game and didn't connect. So he's not totally off of him. I do believe that sometime reading the coverage and what the defense is giving Patrick, I think Pat is sitting back there trying to figure it all out because they're giving him different looks. And so like the Raiders were doing a whole lot of bringing that safety down in the paint, uh, start running a little bit more man, uh, doing a little bit more robber against the tight end. They were doing things that was going to throw Pat off and it was successful. The one pick that he threw that he got, the one he got picked and I was telling about the Justin Watson one, uh, the corner wouldn't, he didn't get out of his back pedal. Good. He opened, he opened up all the way so he could throw see, he could see the ball. He could see the ball thrown, but Justin Watson didn't do anything to threaten him with speed. Like he was going to run past him. So there was no reason for him to open the hips all the way. So he was semi-open. Perfect place for him to be to turn up and, 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 and match the ball to come back. Okay? And, and Justin Watson, boxed, uh, you know, he, he he backed into the route. I watched one where Rasheed Rice was running a, 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 you know, a comeback or a hitch. And he barely pushed the corner. Like, he barely pushed him. Pat's thinking he's going to come back down the stem. You push up, come back down the, spin, the stem, right? That's the whole coming back to the football. Catch it with your hands so you can do call separation. And Rasheed Rice didn't do any of that. He couldn't get separation because he didn't push the, the, the corner off. He didn't push him up the field. Not to extend your arm, but I'm just talking to, like, try to run past him. Make it seem like you're running a go route. But it was none of that. So the corner just sat on it and almost went the other way. I was looking at this at the Buffalo game because what I was going to do is I was going to show you examples, send examples of uh, what a check down looks like and what a check down actually is. Okay. I think people don't quite understand what check downs are. All right. Uh, we, can do that. we can do that on our Friday betting show. We can, we can yeah, we can do it on our Friday betting show, but we can, we can go over that the, uh, the what's the next gen stats. Next gen stats. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 look, everything Tay said, man, was, was, was factual. It was absolute truth. And so what Tay knows and I know is we understand how long it takes for offensive play to be ran, especially depending on what play it is. Okay. And when I say that, I'm talking about the, the routes route combination. We all have a clock in our head as playing as football players in the NFL. We know exactly how long it takes for particular routes and plays that it takes guys to get open or how, you know where you need to be. Right? What you're seeing right here, these green, these are more screens than anything else. These are screens. Okay. Or these might be where Pat is actually holding the ball in his hand so long that he has no other chance, uh, choice but to kind of check it down and try to make something uh, make something done. This is what this is. 
This last game shows you that. How many times we, we run the, the wide receiver screen? These are wide receiver screens, and these are running back screens. This is what this is. And if, if, if you can check me on this, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that all these one behind the line of scrimmage, that's what that is. That's what that is more so than anything else. Now, if he's checking down because he sees somebody, then good. But usually a check down is maybe catching a back end of the flat or a tight end in the flat or right there over the ball, like real quick. That means he's looking to chuck the ball down the field. You know, he's going through his progression, okay? Number one, number two, check down, okay? He knows what the check down is going to be. Pat has been holding the ball in his hand so long that sometimes he's even get to the check down late. Because now when he takes off running, you know, now he could kind of throw the ball in the way, and that's where he's actually been hurting people when he starts extending the ball, extending the play with his legs. Then he might just check it down to, you know, to CEH or, you know, McKinnon, you know, in the past has been done. Uh, but usually a check down comes, you know, said Hut, that was one, that was one, two, that was three, check down. Okay. That's what Tom Brady was great at. When we talk about check downs for some of these quarterbacks in the NFL, Tom Brady was great at because Tom Brady always looked like he was going to go downfield. He always looked like he was going to throw a deep ball. He'll throw a deep ball every once in a while. Okay. Just to just keep everybody honest, keep everybody on their toes. But you best believe he'll throw a little, a quick little slant, or maybe something like a, like a short pass. Short pass is different from a checkdown. Okay, checkdowns mean you're going through your progression and then you come to your safety valve. That's what a checkdown means. So when I'm looking at this right here, these are not checkdowns. These are without a doubt screens, and the, you know the five yard. That, that those throws is just that's probably your first read. That's the easy throw you take. That's what the defense gives you. You throw this ball right here, right? And you see it right now, let it go, let it fly. But there was there's times in in this this year that I've seen plenty of times that Pat has not utilized his check down. And check downs are utilized to move the chains. When you're having a problem moving the football. Give it to your back to the outside and let him make a move. The checkdowns give the opportunity to a tight end or running back to be one-on-one -on -one with a with a corner or safety or a linebacker. And I would take my guy, my Joe, against your Joe all day. So I would I would put and bank my, my money on McKinnon or Pacheco or CH out in the flat to run past a linebacker and get past him. He'll get eight yards. And that's what, I, uh, man, Marcus, and we'll do it on Friday, man, because I had like several videos where he did use ch utilize check down and guys got the first down because it's all about just moving the chains at this point, right? That's what helps you get into a rhythm. And so if you're not utilizing your checks downs because you're trying to throw deep and you, you're waiting for guys to get open and you're trying to do scramble drill, that's the problem. That's the issue. And so... These are things that you have to practice. You, you got to be able to do this. Matter of fact, I think I, I talked about this early on in the year, in the season I was talking about this, um, that sometimes the scramble drill that you have, like sometimes you, you just want to extend plays. Sometimes extending plays is just, it's a longer handoff to the guy in the flat. Yeah. That's all it is. So this where people, this this is short, short to intermediate passing. Uh, but what teams are doing now, what they're playing is they're daring us to throw deep. That's what teams are figuring out at this moment. 
They want you to throw deep because you, they feeling like, well, look, you don't have nobody to throw deep to. We'll take the one-on-one, all right? We'll run man against you all day, and we'll double Kelsey. That's what we'll do. Well, I tell you what, you continue to do that. And I think this is where we have to, you know, this offense has to evolve. It has to evolve into something saying we have to threaten you deep, okay? I Look, I still got to give MVS a couple shots deep. Yeah, I know you dropped one against Green Bay. I, I, I get that. Or or Philly, I get you dropped one. But that got MVS, I'm going to throw another one to you. I'm going to throw another one to you, okay? Yeah, we're going to throw some deep ones to Justin Watson, okay? Now we need to start throwing some to, to – to Rice, Rasheed Rice, throw some deep ones there. Kadarius Tony, there's some other guys we need to throw some, some depth to. But Cole Harmon get back, we can definitely throw some deep balls to him. So those things have to happen. But when I, I think this past game, man, look, hats off to the Raiders, man. They had a great defensive scheme. They really did. When I went back and I checked this thing, I'm like, yo, they, they was ready to play us. They were really ready to play us. Not when they're just on their high from that, that 60, how, how many points they put up against the Chargers, but they was ready defensively to play against us, and I don't think we were ready for that at all, at all. So Pacheco was just coming back. Uh, you could tell he was a little uh, uh, resilient as far as, like, trying to get hits on his shoulder. I get that, right? Uh, and so that was a little, that, that was a little tough. But those are those things like check down me. Somebody was dude trying to explain check down to me. I'm like, are you kidding? You you trying to explain check down to me? Man, look, <laughs> I, you know what? Sorry. <laughs> was this was this a conversation on Twitter? Yes, it was a conversation. Uh, yeah, on Twitter. I am gonna watch that. And I was I was like, you know, the the initial the initial play, okay. Uh, throwing a short, short pass initially is not a check down. It's not a check down. Okay, it isn't. Uh, my man Keys EPA finds its origins all the way back to 1969 to Virgil Carter's Bill Washington quarterback behind the invention of the West Coast offense. Northwestern professor Robert Meckles worked together. Okay, cool. very a uh, history nugget right there. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah. Keys. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to go watch that, that, that response you guys had with it, that uh, Twitter exchange you had with that guy. <laughs> oh, man. No, I just, hey, but look, I, I did, you know, the thing was, I think you ended up bringing up, it was maybe a different conversation. Somebody's trying to bring up, you know, these people who's been watching film. I'm like, listen, look, I'm going to take my expertise all day. All right. I know what I have. I know my knowledge of the game. I understand this as a player and as a coach. So, I know how guys think. I know how coaches think. I know. I know what the, you know. What what we're trying to do, at least. And I think it's maybe where me and 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 Kurt Warner would, you know, we were talking the same thing. Like we don't know some of these combinations. Like what's the rule on some of these routes? Okay. Like every route, there's still rules. Every single route should have a rule to it. Like if I'm asking for a deep deep crossing route, I'm telling my guy, hey, listen, I need for you to get across the field. Uh, over the, the the Mike linebacker, and I need for you to be at least 15 to 20 yards, okay? 20 to 22 yards, all right? There's a spot I want you to be exactly where the window's going to be, and you got to be able to fill it. We, this is where we're going to throw the football. 
sometimes it seems to me that some of these, like there's no rules in it. Like there's there, and I don't know if if I'm sure it's being clearly explained. Put it this way, okay? I'm not going to say that it's not being. I'm sure it's being clearly explained to guys. All right, but somehow there is it's got to be consistent to do something the exact same all the time. That's how you get good at it. It's like Andy was saying today. Like you just got to keep doing. You just got to keep going to work. You just hope things click, and you got to keep going to the fundamentals, and that's absolutely true. Sorry, hey, guess what? We don't have an answer for you. I understand you want the answer to you know to explain everything why why we having the bad things that we having. I get that. Only thing we can tell you is we're gonna go to work. I know y'all want a detailed plan about what it is we need to do offensively to get to where we need to get to, right? So we're gonna tell you what we know is the best uh, uh, formula for that. This is the most likely scenario is we go out to practice, we work on the fundamentals, we work on uh, the route concepts, the catches, um, you know, uh, uh, the, um, you know, the play coming out of the breaks, things that we can control. Yes. Uh, other than that, hey, I, I can I could come and, and give you a lot of fluff about what we're going to do. And, we, you know, we're going to catch. 250 balls uh, with this route, and we're going to do this route. We're going to run it uh, 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 15 times this way, and maybe we'll go ahead and, and put a, a dummy coverage on, and we're going to do the you – can, you can get to all of that, okay? You can have one of the best intentions. You can have the greatest plan. The thing is, guys just got to execute it. That's what it boils down to. We're just looking right there in these next couple of weeks that it boils down to execution. So, yes, getting getting your, the ball out of hand, Patrick Mahomes, quick, moving the, moving the chains, get into a rhythm is what's going to help, right? Yeah. Another thing, running the football, it's running football. One, I was still. Let's get on that. Let's not let's not leave the running game out of it. Run the football. Sometimes you got to almost like, hey, look, yeah, I get we only got two or three yards this one, but maybe the next we're going to break for six to ten. So you got to try it. You have to try it. So I, I just, you know, when we're looking for answers, uh, we're going to keep, keep beating, beating our head over not getting what we want answer-wise from the coaches. This, that's the frustration, okay? Because what do you want them to tell you? Uh, hey, yeah, guess what? MVS hadn't been doing this all week. That's been the problem. So now what we're going to do, we're going to fix it by using somebody else. Yeah, that's maybe what you want to say. That ain't going to do anything for MVS because you still need him. And you might be throwing him under the bus. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't agree with that, that, that philosophy whatsoever. So the whole checkout, check down concept, um, with, with what Dante talked about. And then when you, when you post the next gen gra graphics there, and it's like, yeah, it's all screens. And if you, if you look at those Brady teams, and this is something that we've, we've kind of lacked. And I think in, in many ways, had we used Sky more in this kind of role, which I thought he was going to be, like that, like that slot yeah. receiver, you know, an extension of the run game, four yeah. yards here, five yards here, you know, just kind of being that like Wes Welker or Danny Amendola type, which I totally think he can be. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just gonna give him more time, but yeah, I mean, Kevin Falks of the world, James White's of the world. I mean, the way they use the the, the concept of the, the drag route, rub route concepts with uh, Gronk and Aaron Hernandez, I mean, those were checkdowns. I mean, the, 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 that's where they were going with these guys, and it's like. 
Yeah, we just don't really we don't really have that it's, it, in the Mahomes era. We, we haven't really had that. Yeah, McKinnon was utilized a lot out of the backfield last year, screens and some checkdowns. Mm-hmm. Like we really haven't had a, like checkdown options in the um because it's been mostly screen game stuff and not really not really checkdown options and mostly Mahomes is not really going for the checkdowns and that's kind of where he's coming from being mundane. Yeah, no, he, he isn't. And so where he's he's still waiting for guys to get open. Okay, because he, he still believes in the play, get it to work. Now he just takes off because he, he he trusts himself. He trusts his own legs. Okay, uh, and so if if you do it just to to move the chains like a quick takedown, guess what that'll do? That that'll make sure the linebackers are covered. Saying, "Look, more takedowns are coming. I got to be right there in the flat to get this tackle." All right. Give a couple checkdowns, like at your hands, real quick. You watch corners and you watch linebackers start coming up a little bit more. And what that does, it opens up that that middle for you, okay? That round where that that intermediate where these guys are running, it'd be a different story. It's the same like the running game. Running game does the same thing because you're trying to manipulate the defense to get to get them doing what you want them to do. All right. So, yeah, short passes, crossing routes, all those different things, shallow crosses. Hey. Those linebackers got to play that. It's like, you know, cats watching mice run by. They, oh, they're trying to hit it. I got to be right here. They know. And so what you do, you play high-low. You high-low them. You high-low the linebackers. That's what you do. So it's a game, man. It's an absolute game. Um, we have a question here from Chris Wright. Chris, appreciate the love, my man. Um, is this our Al Pacino, sure. any given Sunday locker room speech moment? God, I hope so. Uh, we talk about this being a rock bottom game for our offense to kind of, you know, maybe hopefully this kind of wakes everybody up, splashing cold water on, on the face this week. Do you think this is our Al Pacino moment for Andy or someone in that locker room to give that a uh, game of inches speech? Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely that time. Who's going to do it though. That's the question. Is this, is that going to be where Andy comes in and makes that? Uh, I think it's come, it, the, a, a speech like this has to come from an, uh, an unlikely source. It has to come from an unlikely source. Maybe a guy that doesn't speak a lot. Okay? That's, those are always the ones that grab you. You know what I mean? Like, like you, you turn around like, oh, I ain't never heard him say anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, for real, like, oh, and so th- those are head turners. Those are like one of the motivators to get you going. And so, uh, you know, sometimes it takes that. But I do believe that in a given Sunday speech, uh, it's about that time. It is that it's due, past due, past due. Uh, but yeah, man, I, 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 these guys are, are at the moment at this time that things have to click, it has to turn around. These next week are are, are very are vital, are vital going into the playoffs. No doubt about it. So, JD, we got a little Marcus said hi, Jason. Not not this Marcus, another Marcus over here. Oh, little Marcus, tell that's the that's the prince out there. Tell him I said hello, Marcus, my brother. Yeah. What's up, oh, little Marcus? Oh, it's doing? Marcus. Yeah, yeah, Marcus. Oh, it's yeah. my guy, Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Hello, Marcus. Yeah. How you doing, man? If you see me, see me, I'm saying hi to you. All right. <laughs> That's my guy. 
No, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it's just like you know, obviously, there's going to be a lot of um. You said this week. I mean, I, I feel like it's it's every week we hear it where it just talks about like. You know, guys are saying, "Oh, yeah, we just gotta be consistent on both ends of the ball." Well, yeah, I mean, we, we, it's, you just keep saying it, and at some point, it's like, "All right, let's just can we can we get it done on the field? Can that product be out on the field?" You know, like it's just we, we hear every press conference after every game, consistency, consistency, consistency. Mm-hmm. Well, we're waiting, we're waiting for it, and it's like one game you lose, the next game you come out, you look like a different team. Like, you go from a Green Bay game to New England. A lot of people thought we were going to lose a New England game. We come out and we look phenomenal. Then you have this down game, and it's like, and it, Pat kind of said it after the game. It's like one win, one loss, one win, one loss, and it's like, you know, I mean, it, and ho- hopefully, you know, we got two more games till playoffs, so like you can. You know, they always say the teams are the hottest going into the playoffs are the teams you need to worry about. The teams that limp into the playoffs, those are teams like, yeah, that teams like they're not they're not clicking going into the playoffs. You want to be clicking the right time. You got two, you got two chances here to get a little win streak, getting get some win in our sales to get into the um, the playoffs. So. Yeah, I, no doubt about it. I, I, and I do believe uh, these guys, you know, they, they are professionals and they know what's at stake. They, they know what's at stake more than we do. OK, um, and, and I don't want us to miss that. And so as, as frustrated as we are, you can imagine the frustration for them. Like I said, this last game, Travis and, 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 and Patrick were embarrassed. They were embarrassed by the loss. That's why you see them act out the way they're doing acting out. You know, they're upset. They're embarrassed. Uh, they don't appreciate what's been going on at the field, and they're not loose. They ain't used to losing. They ain't used to losing. They ain't used to the offense looking this way, Marcus. They're not. So it's going to take him to do it, man. Uh, so Dan Olaps' uh, key said, Olaps was talking about how PM15 is the only skilled player we have on O who is good enough to play in a shotgun offense. So you forgot about Travis, and we need to go under center play action passing game. We should go under center play action passing, you know, and we need to do more of that. I do agree with that, though. Uh, what did you think of the? Um, we didn't really talk about this. The um, the fourth down call. Where Joe that Wood, uh, my my man Joe Wood. Joe, what's going on, brother? Go ahead now. No, I, I, yeah, I was. Don't worry, guys. Y'all put up 500 yards against Cincy this weekend. You know, you know what? With, with the way uh, Mason Rudolph did, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer did. I, I think, yeah, I think Mahomes might break some records this weekend. <laughs> um, no, but there was a, the one play, the fourth, uh, fourth and short play. Bless you. Um, where it, it looked like it was going to be a little out route to uh, Richard James, but Mahomes just took it, and just booked it up the field. I, I was a big fan of that play call right there. Me too. It was, it was, it was very creative. Very creative. Because I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be Pat running the football, but that was that was perfect. It's a good play caller, and and it, it's going to take the coaches to put guys in the right position too, man. Let, let, let's not miss that part of it, okay? The coaches are demanding guys to be, you know, to do well, uh, and to perform. They have their part in it as well, Marcus. They got to make sure they put guys in the right position to make plays, calling the right things, uh, to to make first downs, uh, and 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 to to advance a football. And help his team win. That's a lot on it, man. We 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 won't forget it. I'm not gonna put it all on on Matt Nagy, but Matt Nagy has some of the blame. And if he's part of it is him not getting some of the the rhythm in, Matt, you got to do a much better job, man. Period. Yeah, Period. I, we always talk about it being uh, coaching and play calling being a collaborative effort, which they talk about all the time. 
And if that's the case, it's a collaborative effort when they win, and it's a collaborative effort when they lose. So everyone everyone gets a little uh, piece of the pie on that one. Oh, yeah. That's right. No doubt about it. No doubt about that, for sure. All right, so we're going to go to our final topic here. we got our game picks. So, obviously, it's the rematch of the AFC Championship game from last year. Um, And, yeah, uh, a big one. It's Unfortunately, it's not the same. No Joe Burrow, and I don't believe Jamar Chase is going to play. I think they said he's not really likely to play this weekend. They said Uh, he's not likely to? Not likely to, no. Okay. that was the uh, the fantasy uh, a little alert I got. The guy I'm playing has Jamar Chase, and he's on his bench right now. So I looked at his little thing. It said, unlikely to play this week. I don't think they've ruled him out officially yet, but unlikely to play. So T.K. Higgins will be their guy. And, of course, Burrow's out. So you got Jake Browning uh, manning the ship over there. It's at home, 425, we have Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the call again in this one. Some Chief fans weren't really happy with uh, the way Tony Romo called this game on Monday. A lot of Chief fans I saw online said so they muted their TV and listened to Mitch Holtz's uh, uh, radio call instead of listening to Romo, which I mean, uh, Romo has some good comments, but yeah, it can't be. I a like Romo. I, I actually, I, actually, I like Romo's comments a lot because he's football savvy, knows what he's talking about, and from a player standpoint, I love it because yeah, yeah. he, he he's dissecting the play, he sees it. Yeah, I, I, I like Romo. I like him a lot. Yeah, he, he, he's a fine guy. I mean, uh, I, I guess sometimes the the, the 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 dad jokes that he sometimes has on, but I mean, it's it's fine. You know, the, 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 these guys have to be kind of lively with it. On, uh, on I mean, they can't be you know stoic yeah, and maybe, statues. Maybe I don't hear that part of it. I just hear when they get into the play and he starts <laughs> yeah. talking. Yeah, you're, lo- I, you're locked in on, on, on the yeah, on those. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chiefs seven point favorite at home. Um, yeah, four twenty five on New Year's Eve. So hopefully the guys can get a. Uh, a win and clinch the AFC West going into 2024. So, J.D., who do you have in this one, and what's your uh, prediction for this one? So, obviously, I have the Chiefs winning. I, I do. Uh, and so, I have the score, considering Jamar Chase is not going to be playing, uh, I have it the score 28-14. to 14. Okay. Well, you have a four touchdown Mahomes performance, or you got some uh, Pacheco in there? Get Pacheco. Get a couple, you know, two passing, two rushing. That's the way it's going it's to come out. That's what's like going to happen. Yep. 28 to 14, Chiefs. So, yeah, that's 42 points. So, the uh, over under in the game is 44 and a half points. So, JD, you have a little bit below. Okay. All right. Let's see here. I, I just wanted to usually I like I like doing this to see what the uh what the per- public percentage is right here. So on DraftKings it says about eighty three percent of the bets are on the Chiefs. I'm just curious to see what the public money is on this one. Uh, okay, but yeah, no, I, I like twenty eight to fourteen. You think it's a handily uh, from top to bottom kind of game? Uh, I think so. I think they they don't seem like they're gonna be in it, and we, we're gonna come and you know probably score a couple of in the third quarter, maybe fourth, and then kind of run the football a little bit more. So I, I might even give them 28 to 17, but they don't have Jamar Chase. I, I, 2014 is good. A 17 might come out, but I, I think 14 looks like it. it that is, that's where it will be. Um, so it looks like 60% of the money is on um, is on uh, Cincinnati to cover the seven points. 60% of the money. Okay. Uh, it's not. It's not on the, the red range. Usually, when it's seventy thirty, that's when you're like, ooh, okay, that's. Uh. 
uh, with 70% of the money's on one side. Uh, so, yeah, looking at the latest on uh, Jamar Chase, I'm seeing someone here say Chase is not labeled in the report. Uh, looking at their report as of 2 o'clock today from Rotowire, uh, Jamar Chase was working with trainers, uh, isn't practicing Wednesday. He's working out on the rehab field with training staff, according to the Cincinnati Inquirer reports. So, yeah, um, Chase missed Saturday's loss to the Steelers and is in danger of missing Sunday's game at Kansas City. Though Coach Zach Taylor said Wednesday that the wideout is making progress. Um, so I guess as of right now, yeah, not practicing, but working with the trainers. I don't know. I, what do you what do you what do you think when you hear that uh, report, JD? He tried to take it out last week, but they just they, they said he wasn't ready yet. Oh man, it's it's too early to to make that decision. When when you start talking like this, that could be anywhere. That could be up in the air. So. And it might fully know well if he is or not going to play. So I ain't going to let you know right now. They don't want you getting ready. They don't want you scheming that. Yeah. So so up until the final minute, they're going to let you think, even if he's not playing, they're going to let you think he's going to play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <coughs> happens all the time. And with, with Pacheco's concussion, are you not – I mean, are you, I you've, been, you've been a big CH guy this whole year, so you – you're still even if Pacheco doesn't play with concussion, he's still protocol. You're fine with Ryan with Ceh. You're, you're not you're not scared about that. No, not at all. He, he's he's shown the last two weeks, or well, to me all year. I, I I have no I haven't lost confidence in Ceh at all. I think if anything, he he's been a, a real bright spot for us. You know, when Pacheco has been out, and he's shown us so. Getting a question here. What is the weather supposed to be at game time? Uh, anyone? John Clifford looking at the hourly forecast. Looks like it's going to be uh, no rain, just cloudy and about 34 degrees. So um, I'd be freezing my uh, I'd be freezing my ass off in that, in that one. 34 and clear uh, on 34 and uh, clear. 34 and clear <laughs> right game time. Yeah. So I, I'd be bottled up. I'd layer up, JD. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> But I see a right. lot of comments over on the side, man. Just I'm just kind of looking at some of these comments. Oh, yeah, um, we, got, we got a lot of people in the room here tonight. Yeah, wonderful to see everybody. Love wonderful. it. Holly, I think the coaches are who they who who they are at this point. Sad to say, but I don't see a lot of doing better in the immediate future. Well, they need to do better because it's coming up on them who our team going in the right direction on them doing better, calling better plays. So if they ain't on it, doing better, they better get better. And that means they had to burn the, the, the midnight oil. Get it done. Those guys can do it. If anybody does it, those guys can get in there and, and do it. They can scrap the, the plays. They go all, all the film. If anything, those guys get our guys prepared better than what they have been doing. Put it that way. So. Yeah, let's get into that time's closing time, J.D. That's right. Flat Jack City. Ain't no way we win it by seven. What? Come on, brother. No better than that. <laughs> especially, especially coming off a loss in the humiliating fashion at home. A bounce back game at home. I think I mean there's a reason why 60% of the money's on Cincinnati to cover the seven points. No one thinks we can uh, do that. So everyone's got the same logic as you. I think big time bounce back spot this week. So stay tuned for the betting show. Uh, you're you're going to hear some big time right. Mahomes numbers from me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. 
Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, that, well, that does it for us, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns, our little live stream, our preview of Week 17 against the Cincinnati Bengals. You'll be hearing from us again Friday night, 7 o'clock, for our betting show. So everyone tune in, all the new viewers we got, the new subscribers. Come on down to our betting show. JD's going JD's gonna to apparently give us a little uh, tutorial on what a check down is for all the people who uh, are trying to argue with the guy on Twitter, apparently. So I uh, can't wait to get that little tutorial on a check down. Yeah, yeah. We we just kind of go through it. It's 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 not a huge deal. It just because it, it takes timing. It's timing in the checkdown, right? It's just you don't do it all the time. So it's timing, decision making, all those different things. Like I said, it, it, and when you're going through a clock in your head, you know the quarterback knows he he always knows his safety valve, his outlet is going to be, right? That's what the checkdown is. He he's always fully aware of what that checkdown will be. Okay, you always get him out of that that uh that hard the rock in a hard place so appreciate everybody coming in man seeing us thank you so much for all the people that was donating us money man we start we love it we love, love it. it love it yeah um but yeah uh, we want to uh wish everybody ha- if you guys don't tune in uh, for our show on friday or sunday after the game i know everyone's gonna have, got plans and stuff we're gonna have a really quick show after the game on sunday because everyone's got new year's plans we're gonna try to get that done uh but want to wish everyone who doesn't tune in to the next two shows live happy new year's and we love you guys we're gonna be coming at you guys with more great stuff in the new year but really it's been a really fantastic year this football season's been great you guys have been awesome yes it has all right thank you all love you all y'all take care appreciate it have a good night everybody love you jd hope you feel better buddy you too my brother appreciate it see you guys hi everybody Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.